بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله I hope that you hear me and see me properly after I receive confirmation uh, from Brother Hussein, inshallah, we will start our webinar. We uh, already had two sessions on this beautiful wise saying of Imam Ali alayhi salam, number. 289 and as you remember we said in this one imam is describing a brother in god a brother in faith that he had in the path and that brother in god must have died before imam and imam salam describes him in order to show his appreciation of the qualities of that brother as you know we should remember the dead people in a good way also this is a matter of encouraging others to try to have the same qualities we reached this point he would not put forth an argument unless it would be decisive to be complete hujja as you know means proof argument for sure we human beings in our life need sometimes to prove what we say we cannot expect people to accept what we say without asking for reason without asking for argument this is not a good habit that if i say something i ask people don't ask me for reason even imams salam used to train their shia to ask them for reference for example Imam Sadaq al-Salam used to say that whenever I tell you something ask me for Quranic reference in this way not only you understand the truth but also you understand how to prove the truth to the others so a mu'min would not be sad or would not feel offended if he is asked to argue for what he says or indeed a moment maybe himself would before being asked offer his argument of course sometimes there are technical issues and I refer to someone as an expert like my marja like my reliable scholar and I would not expect from him to explain everything to me although he has his own arguments but it's 
too much for me to understand the argument the argument works for the for someone who is at the same level or you know at least a lower level which is strong and high enough to understand so that's another issue but generally speaking in our life we should be ready and we should welcome if people ask us to bring arguments Imam Ali Salam says that this brother that I had whenever he was bringing an argument he was making sure that his argument would be convincing not that he brings a weak argument because he himself was rational and was critical of his own arguments if there was any flaw any problem in his arguments he himself was the first person to notice it's indeed very good that whenever we want to argue for something first make sure for ourselves that our argument is valid and sound if I myself can find some problems in my argument then I shouldn't expect others to accept it without questioning me even as a teacher as a parent as instructor it's very good that before you present something to your student or your children or your disciples or trainee to be very critical yourself you know when, many times when I want to teach uh, I do myself the same thing that first I try to be very critical of what my uh, argument is to anticipate any questions that may come any challenge that may come a good teacher is the one that would anticipate all the questions that can come and then be ready for that sometimes the questions come to the mind of the students sometimes they may not come but you yourself have to anticipate and be prepared for that so this brother is a person that whenever he argues he is sure that this is a good argument it is a sound argument and then he would mention it to the people so that they can come to also the same conclusion so as you see it's not a matter of uh, asking people to accept without reason it's not a matter of saying something without having reason it's not a matter of uh, being close-minded and being um, someone who dictates things to people from a position of superiority looking down at, at people no it's a matter of following the truth for yourself you try to find out the truth and then you try to find a path so that others also can come to the same truth everything at the service of truth inshallah then the next quality is وَكَانَ لَا يَلُومُ أَحَدًا عَلَى مَا يَجِدُ الْعُوزْرَ فِي مِثْلِهِ حَتَّى يَسْمَعْ تِزَارَهِ 
very beautiful something very much we need in our social life family life and life in study places in workplaces in large society this is what we need in all our social relations he would not blame anyone La yalumu, lama yalumu malama means to blame. He was not blaming anyone for something that was possible to be excused for. So in an excusable matter, he would not blame anyone unless he would have heard the excuse. When people do something wrong or something that we don't like, there are two possibilities. Sometimes it is something that has no way to justify, no way to bring any excuse. Something which is obviously wrong. Something which is not controversial something which cannot be understood in different ways something which is 100% wrong okay these are clear but rarely this happens among believers normally believers when they do something it's something which is not clearly wrong and therefore what happens is that people try to justify what they have done they think that what they did was wrong it was right or they pretend at least that what they did was right when can you pretend something is right when there is a chance to bring an excuse for it but if it is something which is obviously wrong no one would pretend that it was right for example if someone doesn't say his prayer and we know that he didn't say his prayer and he says that i didn't say my prayer okay here he cannot bring any excuse this is something that everyone has to do in normal case or even in emergencies there is always one way to say his prayer but for example, if a lady is not saying her prayer, maybe that lady has an excuse. So if you are, for example, with someone you know that is not saying prayer, as a lady, you cannot say to your fellow lady sister that uh, she is wrong, she is not mu'min, she is not practicing. Why? Because there can be an excuse. So, there are cases that there is no excuse, there is no possible way to bring excuse, there are things that there is a possibility. A mu'min would not blame people, especially other believers, unless he himself tries to look for excuses for them. If he finds that there can be an excuse, then 
he asked those people to bring their excuses if they bring something reasonable he accepts unfortunately sometimes people what they do is that as soon as they see something that looks wrong according to their standards they make judgment about you and then they close their mind they even don't mention to you or if they mention they don't listen to you no matter how much you want to explain you are already blamed you are already judged this can happen as i said in families between husband and wife between parents and children between parents-in-law and children this can happen and this can happen in workplaces many cases we should always try to be uh, kind enough to people considerate enough to people that we let them to explain why they did so why they said something this is very important to be judgmental is not a good thing we should postpone judging about people till we listen to them we give them chance to defend themselves in the same way that we don't like ourselves to be judged by others without listening to us we should do the same with the people okay so kana la yalumu ahadan ala ma yajidul udr fi mithlih in the cases that it's possible to find an excuse for it he was not blaming anyone hatta yasma'tidhara unless he would listen to their uh, excuses then wa kana la yashku waj'an illa 'inda bur'ih he would not speak of any trouble except after its disappearance it in the first place refers uh, to pains and illnesses so when he has a pain he wouldn't mention to people unless when it is getting uh, healed because of different reasons first of all he wouldn't want to make people sad if i have a pain and my family members my friends if they know about it they become sad so i try not to say to them because i don't want them to be sad yes when my pain is over or at least is getting over then i can tell them because then i'm saying at the same time that alhamdulillah it's over or it's getting over this doesn't make them too sad but if there is a pain if there is a trouble i should be reluctant to say to other people of course sometimes i need their help 
and if I don't get their help this can remain this can be troublesome that's another issue but I should be strong enough not to say any little thing that happens to me and makes me you know uh, for example in pain or troubles me to other people Mu'mineen are very reluctant to say what they need to others very reluctant to say their problems to others Allah is sufficient for them to be aware but at the same time we shouldn't do it in excess so that I have a problem I don't mention to anyone and then my problem remains there indeed there's a beautiful point that can be also argued for from some uh, hadith but I think even by your common sense you can understand sometimes saying a problem to a mu'min is by itself a kind of request from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you feel that this moment is close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and saying to this moment is like saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will find that in many cases the help would come in the first place when we say our problems to the Prophet and Imams and Ahlul Bayt because they are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you would see that Allah would help you also to the believers to the real good mu'mineen sometime when you say your problems it will be solved this is possible either they offer you some advice or at least they pray for you and the prayer of a moment for another moment is very powerful even maybe Allah himself even without that person being able to do anything for you because you have gone to his good servant Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give a kind of help maybe even unexpected help so I'm not saying never mention any problem to anyone what we are saying here and what Imam is praising is that you should not be someone that as soon as he has a problem he starts saying to everyone and complaining yashku means to complain there is no reason to for complaining this is there and if I want to complain why I have this you know for example headache for many years for example you know why I have this why I have that these may not help so emotionally I am to be very much in control of my emotions and not to say about my problems unless there is a benefit there is a hope that it can help وَكَانَ لَا يَشْكُوا وَجَعًا إِلَّا عِنْدَ بُرَئِهِ 
he was not complaining about a pain or about a problem about a trouble unless when it is getting solved وَكَانَ يَقُولُ مَا يَفْعَلْ وَلَا يَقُولُ مَا لَا يَفْعَلْ We have to go to the next slide, yes. He would say what he would do and would not say what he would not do. One of the greatest problems in society is that sometimes people say something that they are not doing this can by itself have different types for example they promise and they don't keep the promise he says i will do this for you so you rely on them then they don't do it not because it went wrong and they really couldn't do it in many cases they don't keep the promise because right at the time of giving promise they were not honest he didn't want to do this for me and then he promises or he didn't think properly before promising before I promise, I should, you know, th think, am I able to do this or not? If I'm not able, I shouldn't give promise. So sometimes my intention is to do it, but I'm not careful enough to make all my assessment before giving a promise. So therefore, the chance of not being able to keep my promise is high. A moment must be honest so when he says I will do this for you he really means this and also he must evaluate the situation examine the situation and if he is sure that he can do it he would say I will do it inshallah for you but inshallah is when you are hundred percent sure that you want to do it not that when you don't want to do something you say inshallah when you are sure that you want to do it then you also trust allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say if he permits inshallah i will do it okay so one case that people may say something that they don't do is when they promise but without consideration without examination or without honesty another case is that when people ask people to do something and they themselves don't do it i tell people that uh, you should be kind but then i'm not kind you should be very kind to your for example parents to your wife to your husband to your children to your neighbor but i'm not doing the same thing this is also bad allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran why do you say something that you don't do it's very highly condemned it makes Allah angry to say something that you don't do when I say something to people 
I should be the first to act according to what I say. At least the minimum is that I should be 100% willing to do what I say. Maybe I say something to people and I am not happy with my own performance, but not in the sense that I say to people and forget myself. No, at the same time that I'm expecting people to listen to me, I am expecting myself to work harder to improve. This can be accepted. So me and my audience both are trying our best to improve. So when I say to people that, for example, you should be avoiding selfishness. Okay. I might not be 100% thinking that I am not selfish. But because I am really thinking about what I say, I'm serious about what I say, I am trying to be the same way that I ask you to be, then it's reasonable, it's acceptable. Hopefully we should reach the point that we say to the people what we have already done. But if we want to wait for that time, then we will lose many opportunities for preaching, many opportunities for having communication with people, encouraging people. So at least I myself should be involved. I should be in the middle of this process of doing what I say. So for example, if I am going to eat food with my children and I say, uh, wash your hands before you know we have our meal. If I have washed my hand before saying this, it's very good. If I am washing my hand and then I say wash your hand, this is also good. Or at least if I say wash your hand and then after saying this, they see that I am myself doing this, I'm going to wash my hand, this is also good. So either before saying or when you are saying or shortly after saying you start doing this. So it's just that you are serious about what you are saying and you want to do what you are saying. But if I don't bother about this or I you know, postpone it you know, without reason, that's not good. And then gradually my heart becomes hard. One of the things that make someone's heart hard is to say things without trying to do it. Then it will be very difficult for you in future to do it because you get used to this. May Allah save us from this very bad quality. Imam Ali says, my brother was not someone who was saying without doing. He was saying what he was doing. And he was not saying what he was not doing. And he was not saying if he could be surpassed in a speaking, he would not be surpassed 
in silence. This is very nice. And this is one of the qualities that we mentioned a little bit before about having very minimum uh, usage of words, little speech. Sometimes you speak and other people also speak. It's not always possible to be the best in your speech. Many times people can speak better than you. Either they have a good art of speaking or they have good content, wise ideas, informative points. So you can be not the best speaker. But what is important is in silence you can be always the best. Yeah, it's a very important point. For a speech you need something that might not be available to you. Maybe there's a subject that I'm not the best in this subject. There is someone who knows better than me. Or he has prepared himself, I have not prepared myself. Or maybe he's wise. Allah has given him some wisdom, Allah has given him some insight. So it's possible that in my speech, someone precedes, someone is better than me. Okay? But what about silence? What do you need to be silent? Do you need any special thing? Or it's just your determination. Whoever has more determination, he can be more silent. So if people can find a way to be better than you in their speech, you should be the best at least in silence. Don't speak when people speak. They may speak for unnecessary things, for insignificant things, but you say no. I only speak when there is a point, when it's beneficial, when I am supposed to speak. So a mu'min in his silence would not be surpassed. He would be the best person in silence. It's very important. May Allah gives us uh, this beautiful quality. Wakana ala an yasma'a Wakana ala ma yasma'a Ahrasa minhu ala an yatakallam If you look at the next slide please. He was more eager for keeping quiet for keeping quiet than speaking. He was more greedy, more eager, more determined for listening than speaking. You know, there is a big interest in us 
for speaking. We love to speak. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, given us ability to speak and also I think we have love for speaking. If we didn't have love for speaking, we never spoke because speaking needs energy. You don't do anything unless you enjoy. We enjoy speaking. But a mu'min knows the values of silence and knows the problems that can come when you speak. Some ulama have mentioned about 70 types of sins that can be performed by our tongue, meaning through a speech. Tongue as a physical part of our body has no problem, has no guilt. It's me that by my tongue say bad things. It can be lying, it can be insulting, breaking people's heart, it can be saying bad words, it can be saying things that show lack of faith, it can be many, many things. Backbiting, accusa false accusation of people, uh, causing division among people, flattering people in bad way so there are many many things that can happen by misuse of our tongue so mu'min knows the values of silence and also the risks in a speech so he would try his best to be as much as possible silent for example if I am working with a very um, sensitive and very uh, risky machine and there are lots of challenges so I have to be very careful and to use it as minimum as possible for example, just very simple example, even forget a very complicated machine. Even for example, knife. Knife is useful, very useful beneficial instrument. But there are risks, you can cut yourself. If you are not careful, you may even kill yourself or someone else. So you should not play with knife. You should use it when it's really needed. Otherwise, keep it far from yourself. Our words are more risky than a knife. If a knife can injure someone's body, our words can injure and damage someone's heart spread we can say something and misguide people we can say something and damage their confidence we can say something and break marriages we can say something and destroy someone's whole life reputation so we have to be careful so imam ali says that my brother was much more interested in listening than speaking when i'm listening i'm silent 
So it's the other person who is responsible about what he says. Of course, if I see he's going to the wrong direction, I try to stop him very politely, nicely. And if he doesn't listen, I try to get away from it, to go away. But he is the main person who is responsible. And I have ability to think because I'm silent. I can think and find out what I should do. But the one who is speaking has little chance to think properly about everything else. So a moment is more ready, more willing, more eager to listen than speaking, which is very difficult. Most of us prefer to speak and listening is very difficult for us. Sometimes even we feel that, you know, we are exploding because I want to speak, you know, and there is no one to speak or people don't let me to speak. So as far as you are concerned, you should be more willing for speaking. Sorry, for listening. وَكَانَ إِذَا بَدَهَهُ أَمْرَانْ يَنْظُرُ أَيُّهُمَا أَقْرَبُ إِلَى الْحَوَى فَيُخَالِفُهُ This is very practical point. And we have uh, been mentioning this in some of our uh, lectures before on spirituality. Sometimes you face you are faced with cases that uh, it's not very clear for you how to decide and what to decide. There are two or three options and you don't know which one to choose. Okay, there are different things to consider. One is that if you cannot choose because you don't have knowledge, okay, you ask. For example, there is a fiqhi question, jurisprudential question. You don't know what to do. Shall I do this or that? Shall I perform my amal in this way or that way? My hajj, my fasting, my prayer, my homes. Okay, you ask. You don't know the theory, you ask. But sometimes I know the theory. I have the enough knowledge. My problem is in application. It's very difficult for me to understand what is beneficial for me. What is the best thing? I want to, for example, start a relation. For example, to have friendship with someone. Or to have business partner. Or to start a business or to, I want to travel I want to go to a party I'm invited to a party I want to go there so there are many many practical cases and sometimes it's not very clear what to do Imam Ali says my brother used this technique he was trying to find out which one is more likely to be what his lusts, his appetites, his lower desires would dictate and love. Then he would do the opposite. Unfortunately, many times we find out what we would desire and then we do the same thing. 
so whatever is more you know for example convenient for me more comfortable for me I try to do it because I'm lazy whatever you know doesn't cost me anything I will do that one so shall I pay this money to this person or not or to for this cause or not so I do what is not require me to do anything to require to uh, pay any money require for example shall I help my wife or I should for example you know watch TV so I will watch TV because this is what I love no moment is quite opposite yes true he also tries to find out what he likes more personally but then in order to oppose it this is not something that you can 100% use all the time because sometimes the things are not in such level maybe it's a level of theory that you have problem you don't know what to do because you don't know the ruling about this or you don't have information about something that's another issue but after having the theory after having the data if you don't uh, know what to do because of some personal attachment to one side or both sides if your desires are conflicting your interest is conflicting your lust and appetites are involved these are which is very common very very common then this is a very good technique find out what is what your nafs your carnal desires you know and your lower desires your appetites prefer and then do the opposite then Imam Ali alayhi salam says فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِهَذِهِ الْخَلَائِقِ you must try to achieve these qualities these traits of character this is not only to praise my brother this is also to encourage you to have the same thing these are the qualities that everyone should try to have فَعَلَيْكُمْ means it's necessary for you to have these characteristics فَالْزَمُوهَا you must try to have these qualities وَتَنَافَسُوا فِيهَا and you should also try to compete competition is not always bad competition in bad things is bad competition is uh, even some of the things which are not bad by themselves but we should keep it to minimum is bad I compete others in having larger houses or more luxurious you know cars this is not good I should have something which is enough for me or which is reasonable for me which is nice for me whatever I don't want to go to details but then we start competing each other so he has something I should have more then he tries to have more than me this is not good 
but in moral virtues in good actions in seeking knowledge it's good to compete Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran fi dhalika falyatanafas almutanafisun or lamisl hadha falyamal alamilun sari'u ila maghfiratin min rabbikum we should proceed in uh, our pursuit of Allah's forgiveness Allah's pressure mercy we should try to have more and more and compete each other not as enemies no as a kind of nice uh, encouragement actually you know sometimes uh, students when they have a competition it's good because it encourages them to uh, study more they are not enemies they are friends but they try to compete for example who is going to finish review first who is going to get the better, best result they wish them all the best for their friends but at the same time they are doing competition and it's a good competition Imam Ali says that these are the qualities that you should try to have and you should also compete with each other in them and if you think that you cannot have them all together or quickly because I don't think anyone can say I cannot have these qualities all of us can have these qualities but if you think that it takes time or for example for you is difficult okay start from somewhere Imam says even if you cannot acquire them you should know that acquiring a part is better than giving up the whole if you cannot achieve something completely don't put it aside completely if I cannot know everything so I say okay because I cannot know everything so I don't try to increase my knowledge even if you can understand 10 issues 100 issues is better than nothing if I cannot help all the poor people so shouldn't I help those that I can if I cannot have all these qualities at least I should try to have some of them and inshallah gradually the rest also would come so if you cannot acquire them you should know that acquiring a part is better than giving up the whole okay so alhamdulillah we managed to finish and if you have any question uh, you can mention and inshallah uh, next week we will start with another uh, saying of Imam Ali salam from Nahjul Balagh and we will inform you in advance so that you can study it before the webinar inshallah وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين. So far it seems that we don't have any question. Okay, if uh, there is no question, I would just uh, stop here. And I pray that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give us the courage and determination to achieve all these qualities 
that are very useful for us and for others. If a person has these qualities, he would have pleasant life. At the same time, the people who live with such person would have pleasant life because no harm would come from such person. No pain comes from such a person. Indeed, having such a person would be inspiring and would be giving lots of courage and lots of barakah and blessing to other people. May Allah protect you and your families and the community, inshallah, worldwide. May Allah make our Imam happy with us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasten his reappearance. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillah rabbil alameen.